Oh, oh. Waking up in the morning, man. So shy and lonely. At least I don't got to go to school. What's going on, everybody? It's Nairby from SerialAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I'm also Nairby at Degrassi all over the world. Speaking of which, it's time for episode one of Degrassi, buddy. Courtesy of SerialAndGrapeJuice.com, which we're, we, in which, ugh, this isn't going to be like the movie buddy things where it's a full-length commentary. This is just reviews of, uh, the plan is to do the entire Degrassi Junior High ep series followed by the entire Degrassi High series, including the School's Out movie. And we'll see how things go as to whether or not I'll do any of the Next Generation stuff. Now, we're gonna start with this episode, the first three episodes of Degrassi Junior High. I watched this show all the time when I was a kid growing up. It was on Mondays at 8.30, CBC, baby. And it was classic. This was this was Canadian kids' version. It was our 90210, man. And Degrassi came before 90210. All right, so we're going to start right now with episode one of Degrassi Junior High, entitled Kiss Me, Steph. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you, man, these, uh, this, these, uh, this show was quite the show, man. It pushed a lot of boundaries and a lot of envelopes, envelopes and we're going to start right now, okay? So this episode starts with Stephanie Kay, played by Nicole Stoffman, a great actress, by the way, Nicole Stoffman was, and she's uh, making her way to school. It's the first day of uh, junior high. Well, not for her, but it's the first day of school. It's her, fir it's her first day for grade eight, and she's dressed very conservatively, very, like a very baggy button-up shirt and a very long all the way down to the ankles uh, dress thingy. And she's making her way to her school, and she's got this bag that she's carrying. It's not a typical school bag that you see kids carry, but whatever. And she's confronted by Arthur, played by uh, Duncan Waff, who I just want to get this out, and I'm probably going to say this throughout these reviews. Duncan Waff, Arthur, from beginning, he this dude was an excellent actor. Like, like excellent, excellent. Like, it's very hard, in my opinion, especially back in the day, to uh, see any young kids who are actually very good actors, and Arthur was an excellent actor. So anyway, Arthur confronts Stephanie, and it's revealed that uh, Arthur and Stephanie are actually brother and sister. But Stephanie doesn't want anybody to know that they're brother and sister because Arthur's a nerd, man. I mean, look at him. Yeah, yeah, he's a great actor and shit, but God, Arthur, nerd. But their parents are divorced and they live separately. Stephanie lives with her mom. Arthur lives with her dad. And, uh... Stephanie doesn't want, basically, she's basically embarrassed by Arthur, and Arthur's like, come on, man, you can't hide from me forever, and Steph is just saying that to, hey, man, I'm in grade eight now, so I'm important, and uh, she tells Arthur that, you know, he's just embarrassing, and that's when we get the classic Degrassi Junior High intro music and video, and so the classic video and intro ends, and we're walking through the halls, school's about to start, classes are about to begin, and we see Spike with her classic Spike hair, played by Amanda Steptoe or Steptoe. But that classic that we all remember from back in the early Degrassi Junior High days, it, it changed in Degrassi High, and then ultimately it went all normal in uh, Degrassi Next Generation. But the classic Spike hair, we get our first look at it. And uh, Stephanie's walking through the halls. She walks past Shane. We all know Shane. He's going to become, you know, quite an important figure in a few episodes. Shane says hi to Steph. She says hi, at, hi back. And that dude, I, I don't, I, I don't remember the name of the actor who plays him. That dude cannot act for shit. But you know, he's an important character in the legacy of Degrassi. 
So Stephanie heads to the to the, to the uh, girls' bathroom where she's where she's greeted by her friend Vula, who is played by uh, Nikki Kemeny, who she doesn't. Uh, I think she's only in a she's not in very many episodes, but she was a good character. But uh, yes, yeah, so they said, "Hey, how you doing?" And uh, one thing I noticed is that in this bathroom there's a no smoking sign on one of the stalls. I don't I don't remember ever seeing any no smoking signs when I was in any schools in the bathrooms. I don't know. So they're in the bathroom. Stephanie starts to uh, she starts to take off her conservative gear and pull out some new clothes from her from this that bag that she was carrying. And she suddenly is transforming from this what look what looked like like a like the daughter of a of a churchy parents to just basically f- fucking whoring herself out and looking like a a Madonna. Uh, bad Madonna clone <laughs> from back in the day. Vula sees, and that's why I'm gonna say this too, man. I see a lot of these young teenage girls walking around, even today, man, with these with these bags, these decent sized bags, and it mostly happens on Fridays. And I'm like, man, I've seen Degrassi, man. You tell your parents, man, you might want to check your daughters' bags, man, when they when they leave the house on Fridays and shit. Just see what's in them. Why not? Your parents, they want to live under your roof. You have a right to do that, as I, I say. So anyway, Stephanie's getting changed into her wannabe Madonna gear. Vula is just like, uh, like uh, Steph, uh, what are you doing? And Steph says that, you know, well, we're in grade eight now. Grade eight means being and dressing more mature. So I'm going to dress more mature. <laughs> All right. I mean, when I was in eighth grade and uh, I mean, bloody hell, when this episode aired, I was probably in junior high, but I never saw any of the any of the girls do the Stephanie K shit. But all right. So from there, we cut to Arthur. Back to Arthur, the excellent actor. Unfortunately, they had him playing a nerd. But what you gonna do? What a waste of acting talents. But he played the nerd excellently. So he it's his first day at a new school here in Degrassi Junior High, and he's having trouble finding his class. He's looking for Ms. Avery's class. So he walks up to this teacher who happens to be Ms. Avery. <laughs> I don't th- I don't think he actually said he's looking for Ms. Avery's class, but he basically said that he's lost. And Ms. Avery, beautiful woman, man. Love that woman, man. The eyes, the smile. Ms. Avery, mm, awesome. Tasty. Yeah. She's talking to uh, the one and only, the legend, the lead singer of the famous Zit Remedy rock and roll band, Joey Jeremiah. Played by Pat Mastroianni. Mastroianni. He's played by Pat. <laughs> and uh, Joy. Ugh. Joy, an iconic character, as everybody who knows this show knows. Throughout the entire Degrassi legacy, he offers to help young Arthur find his class. And he says, Joy Jeremiah Esquire at your service. And from there, we cut back to the girls' bathroom. Stephanie is done painting herself up. All right. <laughs> What you gonna do? But anyway, she basically looks like she's auditioning for Jodie Foster's role in Taxi Driver, for real. And but yeah. And while they're while uh, Stephanie and Vula are in the bathroom just talking about stuff and things, the principal we've never who we never see in the entire Degrassi series, at least Degrassi Junior High, we always hear this principal's voice, but never actually see him. We hear the principal going over the announcement over the PA system, announcing that uh, submissions and nominations for school president and all that stuff, school president, vice president, all that stuff, 
will be taking place this week. And he ends it with, good luck, guys. <laughs> Stephanie hears that while she's putting her makeup and shit on and she's like, good luck, guys. Uh, da, da, da. And Vula's the same way. Well, come on, man. And then uh, uh, Stephanie suggests, hey, man, maybe I should run. And Vula, like, Vula is, just says, you should run. And Vula offers to help uh, Stephanie run for Degrassi Junior High Presidente. But she's, you see, she's worried about, uh, she doesn't think Stephanie's new look will go over too well. But Stephanie's just like, come on, man. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so we cut back out to the hallway. And we see Joey and Liz, those of you who know the show know the Liz character, giving each other a five. They, they greet each other, say, hey, man, how's your summer? Good. And they give each other five. Yeah, you know, five, 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 which is interesting because later in uh, the first, uh, well, Degrassi Junior High, I don't remember if it's the first season or the second, but Liz is eventually is later introduced as a new student and a main character. So... Yeah, it's interesting how we just see, you don't really see all of Liz, but you can tell by her hair, it's Liz. And uh, yeah, they give each other the, the five. Very interesting. And Joey and uh, this this kid named Hank, who didn't become anything. <laughs> Nothing ever. Uh, Hank. I mean, he was definitely wasn't a member of the Zit Remedy. They take Arthur and they lock him in a broom closet. And then we Joey calls Arthur. We hear the classic Degrassi insult. Joey refers to Arthur as a broomhead. <laughs> We're going to be hearing a lot of that word. <laughs> the broomhead. <laughs> I've never heard that anywhere else except for on Degrassi, man. And I think they even were calling kids that. Not as often as they were doing it in Degrassi Junior High. But I think it still did bleed over to Degrassi High. Maybe even to Degrassi Next Generation. Well, maybe we'll find out. And I do have, I think, nine seasons of Degrassi Next Generation. So, they call Arthur a broomhead. And then Stephanie finally exits the girls' bathroom in her Madonna taxi driver Jody Foster gear. Joey and all the boys spot her and they just get all tickled downstairs. And they just go nuts and shit. Typical boy action. What you gonna do? We have wheels there in his... God ridiculously tight corduroys <laughs> but hey man it was the 80s but hell people are d dudes are dressing like that now I don't get it but hey man if everybody dressed the same way it'd be a boring world wouldn't it <sighs> anyway all the boys are gawking at Steph Joey goes and flirts with her and he walks up to Steph and he's like so like hey you want to play <laughs> god <sighs> they go to class and it's Mr. Radich we see Mr. Radich the classic Mr. Radich Mr. Radish is great, man, with his mustache and his big feathery 80s hair. Awesome. He enters the class. He is the homeroom teacher for Joey and Stephanie K and them. And like we've seen him many times in this series, I think even going into Degrassi High, Joey, who wears that classic hat that he always wore, he wore it in class. And every time Radish saw, Radish saw him wearing that hat, he just took it off of him. <laughs> Didn't like take it from him and take it with him to his desk. No, he just... Took it off Joey's head and placed it on his desk. You know, no hats in class. And that was a rule in the uh, the high school I went to, Aurora High School. You weren't allowed to wear hats in class. For, uh, well, it didn't matter to me. Actually, no, that wasn't it. You weren't allowed to wear them during picture day. So I have um, two yearbooks from my last two years of high school in Aurora High. And holy crap, the hat heads. Of all the dudes who wore hats and they weren't allowed to wear them for the class pictures, the school photos... Bloody hell, a lot of them look like absolute morons. 
Oh, but what's she gonna do? And it's shortly after this when Radish removes Joey's hat that we see Liz again. So it definitely was Liz. She definitely was a character in the very first episode of uh, Degrassi Junior High, even though later on they introduce her as a new student and Joey goes for her. We'll get there. That, that's uh, That was an interesting, uh, yeah, that was something, that one. And then we are finally introduced to the one and only Yik Yu. Yik Yu. Yik Yu. Great, man. A lot of great stuff coming from Yik Yu. Yik uh, is, he's also trying, he's also having trouble finding his class and where to go because it's also his first day in a new school. And he walks, he hears uh, a voice screaming for help or yelling for help in a closet, opens the closet, and there's Arthur. And there we get our first meeting between Arthur Kobolowski and Yik Yu, the classic nerd buddies from Degrassi, man. Just just those two together, man. They're like Batman and Robin. Actually, no, they're like they're like Robin and Robin. <laughs> two nerds, but cool nerds. Yik lets lets Arthur out of the closet, and that's how they met. Yik is also lost, and Arthur suggests that they both they both uh, try to find Ms. Avery's class together, and Yik agrees, and there we go. They're looking for Ms. Avery. Just look for the woman with the awesome eyes, awesome smile, the awesome hair, man. It's not too hard. Bloody hell, Arthur, you saw her earlier. Shit. They finally show up for Ms. Avery's class. They're a little late. Avery's fine with it. I mean, it's the first day, new school. Arthur's like, uh, says something along the lines. This school is very confusing, but his delivery was a lot better than mine. Arthur, Duncan Waff. I'll just call him Waff. Maybe it's Waff. Duncan Waff. Just what an excellent actor. I don't know if he's in anything any or since then, since Degrassi, but if he hasn't been, I mean, it's unfortunate, man. The dude was great. And then we go to back to Mr. Radish's class, and he's writing on the blackboard, laying out the like the weekly class schedule for his homeroom. And it's the same type of thing that I had in junior high. John McCray, I went to grade seven and eight. But you see, we got our things on a piece of paper. Radish is writing it all out in on like a spreadsheet on a blackboard, and all the students have to write it down themselves. So man, they didn't uh, maybe. Maybe the school couldn't afford a photocopier, but yeah, what a lot of work. Uh, and during this time, Vula uh, leans over to Steph, who's also in the class, and she offers to be Steph, uh, Stephanie K's executive assistant for her presidential campaign. And right after that, the signs start going up, and Vula's doing all the damn work. <laughs> Vula's putting up the signs while Stephanie's in the bathroom every day with her new Madonna clothes and her makeup and all that shit. And we also get our uh, our first good glimpse of the twins, the classic twins, Heather and Erica, who are going to become, uh, especially in Degrassi High, those two become uh, quite uh, prominent figures. And back to the bathroom, Stephanie is rehearsing her first speech, her first vote for me as president speech in the library with Vula. And Stephanie... Uh, is thinking that the demands, you see, Vula has helped her write out uh, Stephanie's speech. And uh, Stephanie's thinking that these demands, there's they're, they're, not any fun at all. Well, what's with all this educational shit? <laughs> and while they're doing this, Wheels and Joey are off in the distance watching Stephanie. And Wheels is just gives her a, you know, <laughs> and Stephanie looks and, get, and she's like digging it. She's digging the attention. Vula's not digging it. I mean, they got work to do for crying out loud. Bloody hell. What the hell, man? What is this, some big joke? 
And Joey gives her another woohoo. And then Vula gives Joey a dirty look. And Joey gives Vula a little funny little dirty look. It was great. <laughs> and then we cut to Vula doing more work, hanging more posters, doing all the work while Stephanie keeps putting on the makeup, doing her hair, all that shit. It's all a popularity contest. What you gonna do? And then Yik is suddenly locked in a room and is discovered by his new buddy Arthur who lets him out and Yik tells Arthur that he did, he just met Joey. <laughs> uh, Joey. Joey was a bully, that little wimp. <laughs> they made Joey a bully. <laughs> and then we go to Stephanie's speech outside on the front stairs of Degrassi Hot Junior High. And she says that, uh, that they want more information about family planning, more current events in class, more input into the curriculum, and all the kids around, especially the dudes watching, they love it. But the girls are clapping too. They dig it as well. Sorry, I just hit my freaking mic piece. They love it as well. And then Stephanie's like, yay, so vote for me. Blah, 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 yay, yay, yay. And then she leaves. And um, after that, in walks in Snake. <laughs> Snake with his guitar. And he starts playing the most ridiculous song, Steph like pro Stephanie K song. It's like his garbage version of um, Foxy Lady and Wild Thing. Oh, God. <laughs> but he, he goes on to become a member of the Zit Remedy. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, Joey goes up to Stephanie at the end of this speech, and he, he tells her that he's the president of the Stephanie K fan club. And he just starts kissing all up her arm, and Stephanie's digging it while all the girls are watching. And they're starting to not dig it. They're like, what the hell is this shit? And then Wheels yells out, hey, Steph, man, if I get a kiss, I'll vote for, I'll vote for you. And Stephanie says, uh, okay, as long as you promise to vote for me. Wheels uh, quickly walks up to her, gives her a kiss on the cheek, looks down her top and goes, all right, and leaves. And then all of a sudden you have a big lineup of boys lining up to kiss Stephanie. Yep, and while this is happening, all the girls who were earlier clapping and applauding for Stephanie wanting all this education -y shit, now they're not digging it at all. <laughs> God. And while this is going on, Arthur and Yick are hiding behind a tree, observing, and Arthur says, uh, Grade 6 was never like this. <laughs> uh, we cut to the next day. Arthur and Yick are out front of the school, and they've got these ridiculously big walkie-talkies <laughs> and it's also they can keep an eye out and look out for Joey they can warn each other <laughs> who they've given the code name Gorgo <laughs> the friggin nerds I love them <laughs> oh my god and then we cut to outside the girls bathroom and Joey and a bunch of the other boys are outside and they're saying, all the way with Stephanie K. All the way with Stephanie K. And then, we want a kiss. We want a kiss. <laughs> oh my God. Stephanie and Vula are in the bathroom and Vula's not digging it. She's not digging where the campaign's going. Stephanie tells her, hey man, it's, hey Vula, it's, it's politics. I mean, that's what happens. That's just the way things go, man. And all the guys, she tells her that she tells Vula that all the guys are gonna vote for her, so she doesn't need the girls' votes. After Vula says, you know, you're turning off a lot of the girls. So Stephanie says, I don't need the girls' votes. As long as all the guys vote for me and all the all the girls split their votes up among the other candidates, boom, Stephanie wins. 
So there you go. And Stephanie says she really wants to be the president and she and Vula are a team. So yeah, Vula just can't walk away, man. So Stephanie leaves the bathroom and greets the boys. <laughs> and she says, rock on the PA if elected. <laughs> rock. <laughs> and more dances. Co-ed swimming in gym class. Shane, the friggin' crappy actor, says he wants to see Steph in a bikini. Wheel says that he wants to see Steph without a bikini. <laughs> and then they all the boys start saying, telling Steph to take it off. My God. And Stephanie's just tee hee hee, kind of digging it while all the girls around are just not digging it at all. Surprise, surprise. And then the chance of we want to kiss starts up again. Ah, <sighs> Stephanie is just stops them. She's humbled. And then she starts to say that, you know, I just want to uh, say thanks to somebody who's been my friend since the beginning and who's helped me a lot during this time. And then, uh, yeah, so I would just really like to thank Joey Jeremiah. <laughs> And Vula hears this, and she's not pleased at all. Neither are the other girls. Oh, my God. And then the voting begins. <laughs> Joey Jeremiah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the, the voting begins, and we see all the kids voting. Wheels does a vote. Stephanie gives them a little flirtatious look as she votes right after him. And then we're back to the class. And over the PA, it's time to announce the winner. And we're in Radich's class, and as the principal is going over how proud he is of all the hard work and everybody did well and everybody deserves to win, all that blah, 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 80s bullshit, which you hear now, we see, we see Snake sitting in the class, and he's got a sticker that says, Vote Snake. <laughs> so Snake, even though he played the song in homage to Stephanie earlier, he ended up running. <laughs> God. <laughs> And there were a couple other there were a couple other students who also had a sticker that said "Vote Snake." So, man, why couldn't we get any of that? Man, I would have loved to have seen a young Snake campaign. That would have been awesome, man. So anyway, Stephanie is announced as the winner. The boys cheer. The girls are like, "What the hell? That's not that's ridiculous." Stephanie's all happy, and then as class ends, it's time to leave the class, and Stephanie's trying to leave class, where she, and then she stopped by the girl who was voted to be the vice president. And the vice president tells Stephanie about the student council meeting after school. Stephanie says that she has plans. <laughs> she can't make it. And the, the VP says, uh, yeah, that's not how it works, man. <laughs> because Stephanie obviously didn't know all the work is that was involved and she's not thrilled with it. It was just typical friggin'. I mean, I remember seeing this kind of shit in high school. During these election times, you would, you could, you could easily, I mean, they stick out like a sore thumb. The candidates, the candidates who it's, who, who are serious about it. And then you have the ones who it's just a popularity contest with them. And that's what Stephanie was. It was just a popularity contest with this girl for crying out loud. And then she's told that she has to go see Doris, the, I believe the principal secretary in the office. So she goes to see Doris and Doris tells Stephanie that, uh, She's got to give a speech at the PTA meeting next week. And Stephanie is like, uh, speech? Uh, yeah. And Doris is like, uh, yeah. What do you think? It's all fun and games. <laughs> Stephanie, again, didn't know all the work involved. It was just a damn popularity contest with her. Bloody hell. <sighs> Cut to Joey and Hank. This Hank dude. 
They're carrying Arthur. They've captured him and they shove him into a locker and they try to close it. And while they're trying to close it, Stephanie walks out and they see it happening. They help old Art out. <laughs> and Joey's wondering, hey, man, why are you trying to help out this kid? What do you know him or something? And Stephanie just denies knowing him. And Joey says, do you know, see, here we hear the broomhead thing again. She says, do you know, Joey's like, do you know his, he's just a, like, or no, he says, uh, like, basically, why are you worried about this kid? He's just a broomhead. And that's when Stephanie pretends that she doesn't know Arthur and that she has to write, <laughs> she tells Joey she has to write a speech and all that shit. And Joey offers to help. <laughs> and while he's offering to help, he bows down to her. He, Joey and Hank bow down to Stephanie and that gives Arthur a chance to take off. Joey says, Joey tells Stephanie that, you know, hey, man, when it comes to speeches, all that matters is a good joke at the beginning and at the end. And then what's in between doesn't matter at all. <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> so Stephanie obviously does not want Joey's help. She goes and she finds Vula. And Vula is pissed and she tells Steph that she used her. You used me. You thank Joey when I did all this shit. And she calls Stephanie a selfish baby. Stephanie wants help with her speech. Vula refuses. And then Vula tells Stephanie, you're on your own, Miss President. You and your new image. Exactly. Cut to Stephanie going to the bathroom to get changed in her, obviously, her conservative gear. She wipes off the makeup. And she starts talking to herself in the mirror as she's doing this. And she tells herself that she's going to be the best president this school's ever had. And she's going to make the greatest speech, even if she has to do it herself. But she just wishes she had help. And she leaves. She's outside. And she runs into Arthur, who was outside hiding behind a tree waiting for her. Arthur tells Stephanie she thanks him for saving her from Joey. Stephanie tells Arthur that she's got to do the speech. Arthur offers to help. Because, hey, man, I was valedictorian in the sixth grade. Stephanie laughs and says no. Arthur says, oh, well, don't say I didn't help. Bye. Stephanie quickly changes her mind, accepts Arthur, accepts his help, and there we go. That's the end of the episode. Brother and sister, the dynamic, well, the real dynamic duo is Yick and Arthur. Those two are awesome, as we're going to see more and more of them throughout all these series, man. I mean, unfortunately, they didn't bring Yick and Arthur back in Next Generation, you know, at the beginning of Next Generation, at least, like they did with some of the other characters. But, hey, what we were given with the Yickster and the Arthurster was just awesome. But, yeah, that was... Kiss Me Steph. Such a, quite the episode, man. I tell you, man, back in the day, back in the 80s, man, this show pushed the envelope. I mean, it pushes the envelope even more, man, as we're going to find out later in more episodes. But yeah, anyway, we're going to get to the next episode, episode two, The Big Dance. We start at Vula's house, and she, Vula's doing the dishes in her kitchen. Her dad is uh, reading a copy of the, De De the Degrassi Digest. And Vula wrote an article in the Degrassi Digest, and her dad is, she, he digs it. He's like happy for That's awesome, man. And while he's going through this, this I guess it's, it's obviously their newspaper. So he turns to another page, and there's an ad, a big ad, a full-page ad for an upcoming dance at Degrassi Junior High. And the dad is like, what is this? Vula says, it's a dance. And uh, Vula wants to go, but her dad forbids her. Tells her she's too young. And that makes Vula sad, and that's when we get the intro music in the in the video, the classic wake up in the morning. And then we're back at school. Stephanie runs into Vula in the hallway. Stephanie says hi. Vula 
isn't too thrilled. I mean, we saw what happened last episode. Stephanie totally used the girl, man. Stephanie just says, you know, can't we just be friends? And Vula says, absolutely not. That she couldn't be friends with Stephanie in a hundred million years. Ah, <laughs> oh, youngsters, hundred million years. I love it. Stephanie goes into the bathroom, gets changed out of her conservative gear into her Madonna gear. Lucy walks in, another legendary character with... I, Lucy, man, was great, man. I love that. Those, she had those big, bright eyes, man. Lucy was great, man. Anyway, Stephanie's greeted by Lucy in the girls' bathroom. Uh, Stephanie's getting changed, putting all the makeup on, doing all her hair. Lucy asks Stephanie why she doesn't get changed at home. Stephanie says, well, her, my parents would freak for crying out loud. And Lucy says, well, Lucy's parents let her do everything, do anything, basically. And we're going to find out more about Lucy and her family life in later episodes. But yeah, there we go. Lucy dressed dressed as a like poster girl for 80s young, young 80s girls with the headband and the, the hair all over the place and the colorful clothes. And Stephanie asks Lucy if she's ever asked a boy out. Lucy says, of course, man. This is the 80s. <laughs> the 80s, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we go to Joey and Wheels. And Joey asks Wheels if Wheels is going to the dance. Wheels, I think he said no. And Joey says he's going to the dance. He's going with Stephanie. But he hasn't asked her yet. <laughs> Idiot. And while this discussion is going on, Stephanie appears and she sees Wheels and she gives him a little flirty look. And uh, one of the twins, one of the Heather or Erica, <laughs> I've never been able to. Actually, it was in Degrassi High. I was able to tell them apart. Yeah, for real, because we eventually see that one of the twins seems to has a big have a bigger forehead than the other, plus kind of crooked teeth. That's how I was able to tell them apart later. So Stephanie and the twins walk into class, and one of the twins remarks that, uh, you like wheels? And Stephanie says, oh yeah, he's cute, man. And then one of the twins says, uh, you know, he, he, that you, you know, you can do worse than wheels. <laughs> Which is interesting, because, uh, yeah, wheels hooks up with one of these twins in Degrassi High. And it uh, doesn't go too well. Joey enters a class, flirts with Stephanie about the dance, about how he's a great dancer. All that, you know, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and then they announce, uh, Vula announces in front of the, in, to the class that uh, the school is sponsoring a foster child, but they need to collect money, money somehow. I did one of those things, World Vision, some years back, a sponsor child, which I don't do anymore because uh, back then I wasn't making as much as I was now. So yeah, I had to stop because yeah, so I can always do it again now. Maybe I should get some of those virtue points. Yeah. And so Lucy suggests that maybe the dance, people can just pay for tickets to get in and then they can use the ticket money to sponsor a child, which is interesting because those things are not a one-time only. And I'm pretty sure they weren't that way back in the 80s. They're, they're a monthly thing. They're like, a, like a 20, 30 bucks a month. So I don't know how much money they were planning on raising at this dance, but it's television. What you gonna do? Uh, but then they all agree that this is a great idea, Vula, and Lucy suggests that Vula present the check to the uh, foster child people. And Vula, uh, Vula doesn't like that idea and says that Stephanie should do it just because Stephanie is the class president, and uh, Stephanie agrees. So they, we go to the uh, back to the girls' bathroom. A lot of bathroom, man. A lot of 
in these early episodes, a lot of scenes take place in the girls' bathroom. Like, all right, I mean, is that what girls do? Well, we see it in TV all the time, man, but is that what, do, do girls really do that shit a lot? Talk in the bathrooms? I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't often go to the bathroom with, with male friends, but yeah, even, even at work, we have big bath, one big bathroom for the men, one big bathroom for the women, and, uh, the most, uh, I'll say to any of the males, if, if I see them in the men's bathroom, is, hi, we don't talk about nothing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're in the bathroom. Lucy tells Vula that, uh, that Vula should pre present the check. Not a broomhead like Stephanie. <laughs> God, great broomhead everywhere. <laughs> uh, Vula tells Lucy that she's got too much homework. Uh, Lu Lucy's like, come on now. Too much homework to go to a dance. And then Vula eventually says that, you know, hey, man, my dad won't let me go. So I can't go. But Lucy keeps uh, pushing at Vula, telling Vula should do it. You know, cause, because Stephanie's a broomhead and a half, for crying out loud. Vula agrees. And she asks Lucy if, well, if uh, she can borrow, uh, try, try Lucy's lipstick. And Lucy says, sure. And Vula puts on some of the lipstick. She goes home, she's uh, doing kitchen stuff as her dad is sitting at the table, and then he looks, and then he notices something. Vula forgot to wipe off the makeup. So he's like, you wearing makeup? And Vula's like, yeah, it's only a little. Dad won't have it. Gives Vula a napkin, paper towel, tells her to wipe it off, and he tells Vula, you're just a little girl. You shouldn't be wearing makeup for crying out loud. And then we get, that's when Vula asks her dad if she can do a thing at school. <laughs> a thing at school about a foster child this Saturday evening. She says it's a meeting and she wants to go, okay? She says it's a meeting. Her dad reluctantly agrees and tells her she has to be home by 9.30. So, yeah, there we go. Stephanie is uh, in the bathroom mirror. I don't know, I don't remember if it's the school bathroom mirror or if it's her bedroom mirror. But she's practicing asking wheels out. And at one point she says, so wheels, those look like dancing shoes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a broom head. <laughs> we cut to Joey who's talking with wheels in the hallway. So yeah, that was in the bath, the girl's bathroom. Seriously, man. Girl's bathroom, man. Got a lot of, uh, got a lot of scene time. But Joey's talking with wheels. He says that today's the day that he asked Stephanie to the dance. Stephanie happens to walk up to them and interrupts them. And she asks, she says, uh, Joey, uh, can I talk to Wheels alone? <laughs> Joey leaves and Stephanie asks Wheels to the dance. And Stephanie's missing one of her front teeth. And uh, yeah, I think it's a cool look, man. It's cool. Yeah. Wheels says, okay. Stephanie's, yay. She's happy. She's cheerpy. She's cheery. And then we cut to her back at her house. She's getting ready for the dance. She's a... Uh, Putting on, uh, probably not, I don't think she's putting on, no, she's not putting up too much makeup. She does that later. But I noticed too, man, like, uh, her bedroom walls, I mean, it has pictures on it, but they're very poorly organized and not very well cut out, not very well arranged. I mean, come on, man, you're supposed to, I mean, not to be a, at the risk of sounding like a sexist asshead and not giving a shit. Come on, man, you're a girl. You do makeup and shit. You should have some kind of decor, uh, uh, expertise, shouldn't you? Freaking bedroom walls look, look. She, she just threw some glue on the wall and threw pictures at it. <laughs> uh, 
And then we cut to Wheels, who's in his bathroom at home, and he shouts out to his dad and asks him if he can borrow some of his dad's aftershave. His dad says yes. Wheel Wheels grabs the aqua velva <laughs> and puts it on, and oh my god, like way too much. <laughs> but aqua velva, man, that and brute was big among us dudes at the school I went to, at least in junior high. Aqua velva and brute. Holy crap. I knew a kid in junior high who once had a sweater, took a sweater, and he like poured, I don't know if it was Brute or Aqua Velva, but it was one of them. He basically drenched his fucking sweater in that shit. That's how big that stuff was back then. Oh my God. <sighs> so Vula shows up at Lucy's house. Vula brought an outfit to change into, and she's excited about her first dance. So she goes upstairs to get changed, and right after that, the twins show up at Lucy's house and they have Stephanie with her. And they ask Lucy if it's okay if uh, Stephanie changes there because she's not allowed to wear those clothes at her parents' house. And Lucy says, no problem. And we get our nice glimpse at all the liquor bottles on the kitchen counter. Stephanie needs to go change into her Madonna uh, Jodie Foster taxi driver gear. And that's when she sees Vula coming down the stairs and we get an awkward moment between the two of them. Vula says she wants to leave for the dance now because she's got a curfew, so she does. And uh, there we go. Then we cut to the dance, and the dance is in the gym. <laughs> Wheels is uh, walking around the dance, <laughs> the floor. Oh, there's, there's like no, I don't, there, I swear, man, there couldn't have been more than twenty people, twenty kids showing up for this dance. There's so much space on the dance floor. Anyway. But Joe, but Wheels is walking around in his way too tight, like it looks like corduroys, waiting for Stephanie to show up. <laughs> My God, Arthur and Yick are dancing with a girl. One girl is dancing with the, the dynamic duo, and Arthur Art is doing the classic white man dance. <laughs> but they all are. But they, as you eventually look around, bloody hell, they all are. <laughs> They're doing the, the simple, you know. Side to side, kick the foot, that, oh my god. <laughs> and then we get to see who the DJ is. It's Radich, who calls himself Rompin' Rockin' Radich. <laughs> and that's when we get another wide shot that shows how there's like hardly anybody there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Back to Lucy's house. One of the twins noticed the liquor bottles. And one of them says to Lucy, it's too bad we can't get splashed. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Lucy says, go ahead. Her parents are loose. The twins yell out, party. <laughs> Stephanie's done changing. She comes down the stairs and she's shocked at the sight of alcohol. Steph and the twins uh, start drinking anyway, <laughs> directly from the bottles. And Lucy's just looking on and she's got this look of concern on her face as if she's regretting letting these friggin' underage girls friggin' start drinking friggin' hardcore liquor. Bloody hell. Back to the dance. Joey uh, shows up. He goes up to Wheels and he says, You smell like oven cleaner. <laughs> oven cleaner. <laughs> and we get another shot of all the white people <laughs> doing the fucking white people dance. And it's not all white people. It's just a bunch of Kids doing the friggin' kick, jump, kick, jump, side to side, white. 
I've, I've said this on, on an episode of Movie Buddy. I believe the, the, the 16 Candles episode, which I don't think as of now has been uploaded yet. During the big school dance scene. I said it, man. That white pe person dance, that's not dancing. That's that's exercising. And that's what these kids were doing. They were all exercising to music in the in the damn uh, the gym. Oh, my God. We go back to Lucy's and Stephanie is fucking plastered. <laughs> The twins are a little drunk too, but Stephanie's obviously had a little, you know, has indulged a little more than the twins. The phone rings and holy crap, man, these these old 80s phones, man. Oh, man, I remember these phones. And it's her mom, but she calls her mom by her first name. She calls her mom Alice. So they really are loose, aren't they? Oh, my God. Stephanie keeps drinking and then she... It's, she seems to pour herself a big glass of what looks like Kahlua. And the twins are like, and or Lucy are concerned that, hey man, like you're drinking a lot. And Stephanie says, hey, it's like a milkshake. And she fucking, the twins encourage her to just scarf it down. And Stephanie just inhales it in one shot. Now, obviously it's not actual alcohol, but bloody hell, man. Man. So we're back to the dance. And Arthur asks Vula to dance. Yeah, man. Vula says yes because Arthur is charismatic, man. He's great. And then Arthur starts dancing like a white man. <laughs> and we see also a, a shot as the camera pans through the through the through the monstrous crowd. <laughs> we see Joey and Caitlin dancing together. Hmm, interesting. Joey and Caitlin, of course, are the Joni and Chachi of Degrassi, of the early Degrassi anyway. Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, especially Degrassi High. Stephanie and the crew, Lucy and the twins finally arrive at the school dance. Stephanie is friggin' drunk as hell, loud, being obnoxious as hell. She's falling all over, all over the place several times. She sees wheels. She greets him. And she asks him if he's wearing mosquito repellent. <laughs> Aqua Velva didn't smell. Aqua Velva smelled cool and refreshing. I don't remember it smelling like mosquito repellent or oven cleaner. Come on, man. Bloody hell, they're insulting the classic that us dudes used to wear back in the day. Then, okay, Raditz then goes, takes them, take DJ, what, what the hell did he call himself? Rompin' Rockin' Raditz. <laughs> goes on the mic. And he says it's time for the annual Degrassi Crazy Dance. And, he, and everyone starts dancing like morons. I mean, they look better dancing like white idiots. Now they start dancing like idiots and then Stephanie's dancing like a moron, but suddenly she stops and she has to puke and she runs and she leaves and she heads to the bathroom and just vomits. Bleh, we hear it, man. Bleh, bleh. Puking all over the place. Lucy shows up. The twins show up. Stephanie says that she can't present the foster check in her condition. <laughs> no shit, you can't. Lucy goes and she. Lucy says she has an idea, so she goes out. And Vula, uh, who is dancing with Arthur, notices that the. Oh my God, it's getting late. She tells Arthur she, that she has to go. Arthur's sad. Vula goes to leave, but Lucy shows up and stops her, and she brings him to the bathroom to see Stephanie. Who's just on the floor. She's completely fucked. And just during this time. Vula's dad pulls up to the school in his car. And uh, he gets out of his car. He walks up the stairs. And we get our first glimpse. Together. Of Shane and Spike. Shane's got his arm on Spike's shoulder. 
as they're talking alone on the stairwell. Very interesting for those who remember what happens between these two later on. Vula sees Stephanie in this drunken condition. Stephanie begs Vula to present the check. Vula agrees to do it. We go out to the dance and in front of the the uh, the roar, <laughs> the crowd of about 30 people, Vula gives the speech and while she's giving the speech, her dad is in the gym. He's got his, his hands on his sides and he starts walking slowly. He doesn't have to worry about bumping into anybody because <laughs> there's so much space. Vula sees her dad and she starts to get uncomfortable, but she's able to finish her speech, presents the check, and seriously, there's like nobody at this dance. <laughs> so I don't know how much money they think this foster kid's going to get unless everybody paid like 100 bucks each. Vula's dad drags her out of the dance, and he's upset that she lied to him. Vula asks her dad how she's supposed to be mature if she keeps getting treated like a baby. And that's the last we see of them. We cut back to Lucy and the crew. Lucy tells Stephanie that, you know, you can get changed at my house if you want. Stephanie says, okay. And Stephanie ends with Stephanie saying that she feels like such a broomhead. <laughs> oh, man. That dancing, man. Why can't we dance? Bloody, but but then again, there were there were black kids in there dancing like that shit. Bloody hell! Thank God that we didn't infest or infect culture with our god awful dancing. Us crackers for crying all out. Anyway, on to the third episode, <laughs> the experiment. Yeah, we're in class and Yik is reading a Spider-Man comic, and his bag just drops shit all over the floor. Art Arthur shows up. And he asks Yik if he's going to basketball tryouts. Yik says he is. And while they're talking about basketball tryouts, Radich, they're in Mr. Radich's whatever class now, Radich catches them talking. And yet Radich yells out, Mr. You, I should have known. He walks up to Yik You and in front of everybody calls him Mr. You the Disorganized. And he's not happy about them talking. He tells them to basically, hey man, keep your fucking voice down. And he leaves. Yik leans into Arthur and tells Arthur, you know, how Radish is always picking on him. And Arthur's just like, come on, man, just get over yourself. And Arthur's just an amazing actor. Steph, what, Stephen War, War, yeah, that guy, Duncan. I was going to say Stephen Brogan, that's Snake. Duncan, great actor, man. He should be in more stuff now. I'm sure he's a great actor now if he wants to be. Maybe he is in more stuff now, I have no idea. But yeah. So, Arthur comes up with the plan, the experiment, for Yik. We don't find out what it is, but Yik agrees. And then we cut to Arthur showing up at Stephanie's house because they are brother and sister, but their parents are divorced. They live in different houses. Stephanie lives with her mom. Arthur lives with his dad. So Arthur shows up at the mom's house, goes up to Stephanie's room, says, hey. And Stephanie asks, you know, why are you here? And Arthur says he needs the shoes that he left at uh, his mom's house because he's trying out for basketball. Stephanie's like, hip hip hurrah, yay. Why are you here, nerd? And then we are introduced by another dynamic duo. Duo, I love this duo. Kathleen and Melanie. <laughs> oh, they're awesome. Oh, yeah. Melanie says Melanie's not happy. She's uh she's not she's she she had a different impression about what life in the seventh grade was gonna be like. You see, Melanie thought there'd be lots of parties in junior high. 
there'd be drugs and now she wants and she wants to try drugs and Kathleen's like you want to you would really try drugs and Melanie says yeah of course wouldn't you Kathleen reluctantly says that she would too <laughs> and then we go to the basketball tryouts Arthur's taking a free shot and he misses all the kids laugh at him Shane the fucking garbage actor tells Arthur that he can be the secret weapon and play for the other team and he says that brainers only know how to study and then it's Yick tur Yick's turn to do a free throw and he scores. Everybody applauds him. We leave practice. Arthur and Yick are walking together. Arthur asks Yick for basketball tips. Yick agrees. We go to a basketball court where Yick and Arthur play some one-on-one. -on -one. Arthur's having some trouble, but Yick is helping him out like a true buddy. They leave their little one-on-one. -on -one. They're walking home. Arthur tells Yick that he's sorry for getting Yick in trouble with Radich. Radish says that, Radish says that, hey man, if my name's on the paper, Radish automatically will fail me. Then, then, then this is when Arthur suggests the experiment. And he says that, uh, hey man, what if you hand in a paper, a previous paper that got a good mark and see what mark it gets? And Arthur says that uh, you can hand in one of Stephanie's papers that she did well on in, uh, in uh, Rad Radish's uh, class last year. And Yick is like, how are you going to get that paper? How are you going to get Stephanie Kay's paper? Because, you know, it's still not known that they're brother and sister. And Arthur says, oh, don't worry about it. I'll get it. Blah, blah, blah. And Yick says, okay. <laughs> we go to a diner. Kathleen and Melanie are talking. And Kathleen's worried about the drugs. She says she doesn't want to get hooked on the drugs. And these two, they're talking in a booth. And, I'm in, and in a booth behind them is Joey. And he's overhearing this discussion. Melanie says that she just wants to try drugs once. Joey hears this, as I said, and he gets up out of his booth, goes over to their, their booth, and he introduces himself. He introduces himself as Joey F. Jeremiah, F. for pharmacy. <laughs> and he offers them multiple kinds of drugs, including uh, New Zealand zappers and Degrassi grass. <laughs> Kathleen and Melanie say yes. Joey says that he'll see what he can do when he leaves. <laughs> Arthur shows up back at Stephanie's house to visit his mother. He asks Stephanie if he can borrow one of her papers from the seventh grade, and he says it's for research. Stephanie agrees. Arthur then goes to Yick's house, <laughs> knocks on the door. Yick opens the door. Arthur looks left and right. It's dark out. <laughs> he looks left and right to make sure nobody's watching. <laughs> oh, these two are awesome. He gives Yick the paper. <laughs> oh my god. So awesome. And the paper, uh, it's a B plus. Radish gave it a B plus. And then we go to the next day. And we go to a stairwell. Joey in his classic hat. And he's got these sunglasses on. With a white frame. <laughs> and he sells drugs. <laughs> He sells New Zealand zappers to Kathleen and Melody for five bucks. <laughs> and he tells them, no pay, no play. No tip, no trip. No pills, no thrills. But you see Kathleen and Melanie are reluctant. <laughs> so Joey tries a pill first. <laughs> and he takes one of these pills... And when it's within seconds, literal seconds, he's fucking high. <laughs> and he says, oh, cool. 
<laughs> Very cool. And then he acts all stoned and he he has wheels help him leave. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Kathleen and Melanie then take the pills. They take them at the same time. They're still reluctant, but they finally take them. And then, just like Joey, these powerful New Zealand zappers, within second, Kathleen and Melanie, well, Kathleen, sorry, Melanie. Kathleen says to Melanie, do you feel anything? Kathleen is like, oh, yeah, cool, very cool. <laughs> and then Melanie, Kathleen says the same, same fucking shit. <laughs> and they suddenly, they're, they're apparently stoned. We go to Joey and Wheels, and jo Wheels is like, Joey, what are you thinking selling drugs? And that's when Joey reveals to Wheels that it was actually vitamin pills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kathleen and Melanie show up for class, acting <laughs> high as fucking kites. <laughs> Yick hands in the paper, and his binder's got papers just sticking all out of it, man. You're wondering he's called Mr. You the Disorganized. We go to the next day, and Radich is handing out the results. <laughs> he calls up Melanie, <laughs> gives her her paper, and he says, Very imaginative. Sorry, very imaginative. Where do you get your ideas? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love it. He gives Yick his results, and he's given Yick an A-. minus. For the same paper that Stephanie K got a B plus for, and Yick is confused. And he wonders why he got an A minus and Stephanie got a B plus. And this proves that Radich is an unfair marker. Arthur says, come on, man. The bottom line is, is we prove that he's not going to give you a bad mark just because you're you. So case closed. But uh, <laughs> Yick says, no, man. I want to keep, Yick wants to keep submitting the papers, Stephanie's papers, so he can keep doing well. Arthur says that, hey man, it was only an experience, it was, experience. It was only an experiment, man. Once was an experiment, twice is cheating. Arthur then goes and shoots a free throw at the basketball court and he scores. Yick cheers for him and he says, you see, I help you, you help me. So, come on, man, come on, Yick, you're better than this. Uh, Art, Art, Arthur is back at uh, Stephanie's house to return the paper, but he tells her that he needs another one uh, to be sure that the result, to be sure of the results of the experiment. Stephanie, Stephanie asks him if he's in any kind of trouble. Arthur says no, so Stephanie says no. You're not getting in my getting my paper, and Arthur tells Stephanie. He basically says, uh, you know, I don't tell mom about the clothes you wear at school and the makeup and how you dress like a whore, so. Stephanie ends up uh, giving him the paper. <laughs> Go back to school. Joey is, uh, I believe he was in class or in the library. He sees Kathleen and Melanie. And he, start, he starts to panic a little. Like, uh-oh. They, they know. So Kathleen and Melanie walk up to Joey. And Joey's like, I can explain everything. Kathleen and Melanie said, we want to buy more. <laughs> and they brought some friends with them. They brought two people with them. Joey's like chuckles and he says, okay. And he tells them, you bring the money. I'll make you funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then we go back to the stairwell. Joey in his hat and his sunglasses. Selling the vitamin drugs to the group. And then they all go to class acting fucking high as kites. <laughs> God. <laughs> and then during this time, Radich gives back the recent papers. The most recent ones. And then he says to Yick that he was impressed with Yick's paper. But not as impressed as he was last year when he first read it. Because he knew right away. I don't know how he did it. Maybe it was so good that he remembered it, man. But he remembered that it was Stephanie K's paper. And he asked, and uh, Radish asked Yick how he got a hold of Stephanie K's paper. And Arthur just right there, just like a like a true dude, says that he gave it to him. And Radish wonders, how the hell did you get it? So obviously Radish doesn't even know that they're brother and sister. And then Yick just tells Radish that he stereotypes people as the druggies are acting like fucking idiots. Radish tells them to shut the fuck up. And Radish tells Yick and Arthur that he wants a paper from both of them about why they did this and why it was wrong. <laughs> we go back to the diner. Joey's there with wheels and Stephanie walks in. And she confronts Joey about that he, she heard that he was selling drugs. Joey reveals to her that they were vitamins. Kathleen and Melanie are also in the diner and they overhear this. And yeah. <laughs> but is there dumb faults too? Bloody hell. Go to detention. Yick and Arthur are writing their papers. It's only them in detention with uh, Mr. Radich at the helm. Uh, Mr. Radich uh, is uh, called away from a teacher. Arthur leans into Yick and tells him that he's never had detention before. Yick says, yeah, it's so unfair and it's all, it's all Radich's fault. Yick says he won't help Arthur with basketball again. Arthur says, hey man, at least I'm trying, while Yick, whereas Yick is cheating. Arthur says, tells Yick to prove you're not dumb and write the damn paper and shut up. So Yick uh, gets started. Yick, I guess, obviously that sunk in. Yick starts writing. He gives Radish the paper when he's done, and we get a little glimpse of the paper, and it's not, he didn't write very much. It's like three paragraphs of only a few sentences each. Go back to Kathleen and Melanie, the other dynamic duel, and they confront Joey about the vitamins. Joey tells him it was just a joke. <laughs> Kathleen, Melanie, and their friends want their money back, but Joey spent it on clothes, <laughs> and they chase his that dumbass away. <laughs> oh my god, these... <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> go back to class and it's the end of class and Radich says that he wants to read out a paper to the class and here it is I'd like to read an assignment that one of you wrote I think it's very good stereotypes when you stereotype people you box them in instead of looking at them fresh I know someone who's brainy so you probably think he's just a nerd and can't play basketball, but he can. I've seen him. I know another kid who's good at sports, but disorganized at school. You probably think he's dumb, but he's not. Especially when he really wants to accomplish something. Maybe he has to try harder, but he gets really discouraged when people call him names, even if they think it's a joke. Very well written letter. Paper by the Yickmeister. Class is over. Radish tells Yick he'd like them to stay so they can talk. Radish gives Yick an A for the paper. He says that, uh, what about a clean slate? And we both start over. 
and uh, Raditz will stop calling you Mr. You the Disorganized. Or sorry, he'll start stop calling Yik Mr. You the Disorganized. <sighs> they shake hands. Yik agrees. Yik runs into Arthur and offers to practice basketball after school. And they find Joey in a broom closet. They open the door and there's Joey in his underwear. And they shut the door back on Joey and call him a broom head. <laughs> and that's the end of this drug-filled episode. What a great episode. Oh, I love it, man. When they just, oh, within seconds. Oh, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Oh. Oh, Kathleen and Melanie, man, the great, great, seriously, man, a lot of great friendship combinations in this whole, in the, the whole Degrassi legacy. There's uh, Yick and Arthur, Kathleen and Melanie, the Zit Remedy, who we're going to, who are going to form eventually, uh, coming soon, Spike and Liz, just the writing in this series, just, just awesome, man. Well done by Kit Hood and everybody else. But anyway, those were the first three episodes of Degrassi Junior High season one. Join me next time here on Degrassi Buddy, courtesy of CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on uh, Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby in the stairwell with a box of vitamins. Yeah, Degrassi grass. So share the love if you're a Degrassi fan. If you got any comments or any feedback you'd like to leave, email it to me, man. Nairby at gmail.com, and I'll read it on here and respond to it. I know a lot of you are fans. Bloody hell, man. I'd go to school the next day after Degrassi would air, man. Some of us would talk about it. So come on, man. I know you've got some feedback and opinions and, hey, maybe you had a crush on one of these characters. Let me know. I'll read it. And, yeah, you can have your stuff read on this legendary show. We'll see you next time. Wake up in the morning. Just don't be shy and lonely. And, uh, yeah, stay away from them fucking uh, New Zealand zappers, man. Saw what it did to those idiots. <laughs> have a lovely day. <laughs>